T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What was it like for you? It was emotional for me to see her and wanting to feel for her son. And on top of that, just knowing your relationship with him going back to your college days, were you aware that his family was there and you happened to see her? Can you kind of take us through that for a moment? Uh, yeah, uh, so pregame, well, when we ran out on the field, uh, they're usually like at every game. And most of the time, they're really like right behind our bench. So... Uh, pre-game, we ran out on the field. I noticed his dad was wearing the, the three, uh, the red three jersey. So I noticed him uh, immediately. Um, and then, like, when everything went down, I kind of, like, took a moment to just, I don't know why, it just popped in my head that, that, that they were there. So I'd, uh, when I had seen him over there, by that time, DeMar's mom was already uh, talking to one of the security guys on the field, uh, trying to get over there. And I had, I think it was Lynn or Dr. Dez that uh, I had, uh, has to go over there and get them help to come to get down there. And, and can, if I can, it was Lynn. Mm-hmm. I know you brought him over there. Did you have any interaction with her or his dad, you know, while they were in the ambulance before the ambulance, anything like that? Uh, no, I didn't. The first time I talked to her, uh, his mom was when we got on the bus after the game. How are you doing? I'm doing, I mean, I'm hanging in there, but I'm doing a lot better now since all the updates were coming out, you know what I mean? So since everything that's been coming out since he's been, you know, giving signals and everything like that. So I'm doing a lot better now. I was going to say, just like how much of a relief is that to hear that he's doing so much better? That's a huge relief. You know what I mean? Like, I think the worst part about, like, everything is the unknown. You know what I mean? Like, us not knowing, like, his status or anything like that, which everybody did a great job of giving us updates and everything like that. But, you know, just as a player, as that being our brother and him being so close, it's just like, you know what I mean? You're just wondering, like, is he going to be all right in the end? So, like, once we got updates and once we got, you know, feedback, you know, it just started to make us feel a little better, for sure. I would ask you the same question in terms of the progress he's made over the last 24 hours. We were able to talk to the University of Cincinnati doctors today. How did you receive that information and what's been your reaction? Yeah, I think it's just been one of those fluid situations. Um, the team's done a great job of kind of keeping us in the fold before, uh, you know, unfortunately before you guys. Um, so, uh, for us, like, you, you know, we get into Zoom updates during the team meetings, which were awesome. It's really cool. Uh, you, you don't realize how much you need that until it happens. Um, it's just been such a fluid situation. The, the information sharing throughout the departments has been phenomenal. And uh, we've never felt like we were behind in that department. So, um, and, and in those regards, we were very thankful for uh, everyone doing, you know, the best they could. Uh, with something that was, you know, so volatile and just kind of changing at the minute. Guys, what was your reaction to uh, Tamar's dad? In 2007, I was on the field uh, when my teammate, Kevin Edwards, was paralyzed. And uh, we 
Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it was just, it was one of those things that um, we were kind of writing the script on it as you went. Um, you know, everyone had different sorts of information. Uh, it's, you know, it was kind of chaos at any given moment. When we were able to get to that locker room, I think uh, a lot of things happened. One was we were able to collect ourselves and help each other out in the confines of that locker room. Uh, also have the whole team in a confined space that uh, we could have discussions, conversations, not only between ourselves, but then, you know, coach putting us in a position to ultimately make a decision. Um, yeah, I, I just think it, it, there was no way in hell that we were ready to go out there and play a game. Um, you know, even if there were just a few guys who weren't ready to play, which there were way more, you know what I mean? Uh, you can't, to play this game, as you know, the, where you have to be mentally to be on the field, not only for your, yourself and your well-being, but for others around you, um, it, it just would have done a disservice to everyone, and, and there was just no chance. So um, we're very thankful for that opportunity and uh, kind of collectively come together and, and do that. Mitch, if there was no way in hell that you could do it then, how can you fast forward six days from then if that and, and do it? Yeah. Um, not only the updates we've gotten from the family, uh, from the medical staff, um, also just processing, you know, naturally processing this, getting my, you know, with family, teammates, um, just taking it moments at a time. You know, you have dialogue with yourself as well. Uh, and through that, um, I think the biggest thing is just hearing from the family and hearing how he's progressed has really put uh, – I mean, to say a smile on our faces would be an understatement. We were we were as elated as you possibly could be as a team. It was it was a really cool moment, um, and then being able to put the pads on or you know being able to do a little bit of football today was very therapeutic for a lot of guys. And and uh, you know it's still one of those situations that we'll keep going, progressing. Each person, like Coach said before, is going to kind of process this in a different manner. Um, and that's nothing wrong with that. You know, emotions might be delayed. Emotions might hit you at different times. And, um, you know, we're just there for each other. And, and everyone here has got a really good support system. For, for both of you, just what you just said, Mitch, be there for each other. Can you define kind of what that means? I, I, one of the images that's burning in my head is Tredavious White just, like, put his head on your chest. I mean, you're, you're consoling a teammate at the worst possible moment of his time. And, and for both of you, just how did you, how do you, how are you there for each other? What are, can you share some of those? I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I just feel like it's like, it's the bond we have, we've all created. You know what I mean? Like every day in the locker room, it's never a dull moment. So like, it's, it's just with everyone, you know what I mean? We're always all here for each other. Like if it's about like, Anything. It could be about anything. You know what I mean? We're always, you know what I mean? Are you okay? Like, we're around each other so much, like, we notice the smallest change in your, your behavior, like, every single day. So, like, just that bond that we've built over the time, you know, it just give us that, you know, that, that advantage to just be there for each other every single time. Like, tough times like this go down for sure. I mean, I really wouldn't expect him to ask anything else, honestly. You know what I mean? Because like, uh, I just know like just what type what type of person he is, man. He's a true warrior, man. He's a he's a fighter. Uh, he's always gonna he's always gonna come out 
you know, with, with some type of joke or whatever, no matter the, how severe the situation is, he always has a joke. Or, you know, I know the first, first thing he'll say to me when he get back is something crazy. I, I just know it. I, I can't wait for it, honestly. That's what, that's what I'm really waiting for. But, you know what I mean? That's just the type of person he is, man. He's all, he always wants to win. He's a true fighter, and he's a warrior for yeah, sure. Well, Uh, I just, I just remember, I just remember, like, as I, as they were putting me into the, into the, uh, the, the ambulance, uh, him saying, "I love you, D Jack," and like, like I just remember that distinct voice. There was a, uh, the whole team was saying it. You know what I mean? But I, I just, I just remember that distinct voice in my head, and like that, that replayed with me on the whole way to the hospital. So, uh, you know, just. Those different, just the bond we have. Like I, I, I look at pictures now to this day. Again, this is not about me. You know what I mean? This is all about Demar. But like I just look at pictures today, and I see him standing like right there, like literally like hovering over me. You know what I mean? As I'm as I'm getting carted off. So like that just goes to show you like the type of bond that me and him have, and uh, just how we're always there for each other. Mitch, what stands out to you about the leadership of your head coach in those moments, and now uh, that you've had a couple of days to process? Uh, what stands out to you about Sean? And then, Dane, same question for you. Just, I mean, which we knew about Coach before is humanity. I mean, the, the fact that, um, you know, he's here to coach football. We're here to play football. Um, he's here to delegate certain things to, if you want to call subordinates or whatever. But when it comes to player safety, our personal lives, uh, he's been unwavering in this. But this is kind of, you know, in the most paramount time double down on it was just the fact that he he's he he's a human being um, he has our safety and and well-being uh, in the forefront of his mind at all times and uh, you know when the stakes were at its highest not only you know for football but for a young man's life that uh, you know there was no thought about football rather than and rather just the welfare of his team and of course tomorrow can you take us back to the locker room and this, maybe the discussion, or how did it come about that no one was going back out there that night? Yeah, it was, it was so fluid, kind of just like we had talked about earlier. It was, you know, it was kind of chaos in the field. Um, we got in the locker room. Emotions were still very high. Uh, it, was, it was still a very um, an emotionally charged area. I think guys were just consoling one another and kind of having this open dialogue. Uh, we were kind of coming down a little bit, still processing everything. Um, you, know, it, you know, I feel for the guys in the defense and stuff. You know, you know not only is this you know, in their position group, uh, they were there, they were on the field. Um, so every position group, every person who's got a different relationship with someone in the locker room is feeling this in a different way. And that's not a bad thing, it's just the truth of it all. Um, you, know, you, you see guys who are just, you know, were almost inconsolable, and then you ask them to perform at the highest level at a sport where you have to be mentally and physically have your wherewithal to to not only play but to put yourself in a position where you're not going to injure yourself further. So um, it wasn't like one person standing up, kind of saying this thing. It was really uh, a back and forth between the coaches, the players, and and uh, um, 
you know, it was pretty cool to see. That's the second time, that's the second time you've said that in the news conference about having the wherewithal and the focus, not even from a win-loss perspective, but to essentially protect yourself and protect others during the course of an NFL football game. In light of everything that's happened, and Sean and Josh talked about, you know, essentially the message that if DeMar would want you to guys go out, go, to go out and play, uh, how difficult is it to achieve the level of focus now that you need to to prepare for something? Like I said before, you you know, it was it's been so fresh for these you know 48 to 72 hours. Um, you know, everyone's got their own conversations with themselves and their loved ones and you understand as football players you assume risk on the field but you say that and then something like this happens of course you know it's going to shock you to the core um, but then you have that that guttural and visceral reaction visceral reaction rather you take a step back um, you think about it kind of just uh, objectively and, and then you also hear like I can't say how paramount it was to hear from DeMar and his family or you know, DeMar's family and the, the medical staff and um, that really has shed some light, and uh, you know, like I said, being on the field today, having guys, you know, it, it was just it felt had some normalcy, in, and I think that was very therapeutic. Since you've been here, this organization has really prioritized mental health and making all the resources available to you guys and the entire staff and building whenever you need it. How important has that been, not only up until this moment, but now especially after this moment? Yeah, that's a good question. I think. Um, you know, we, we had talked about some people only pray when the when 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 something bad's happening, or some people only seek uh, you know this psychological help when things are at their most dire. Which sometimes is 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 the thing that thrusts you into that and realizing that there's a whole next level in your life, or as a team, or as an individual that you have this help. Uh, he's you know, coach and, and their staff has been uh, very, I think, forward thinking in that regards. Uh, something that I've personally been very uh, grateful for. Um, yeah, and it, it was no surprise when he had all these people here at our disposal. Um, I think you, you, you know, Dan can attest, uh, you have 90 different guys in this locker room processing it in 90 different ways. You're going to have people who process it certain ways, was verbally, intrinsically, um, through hanging out with people by themselves, talking to someone. So uh, there's no right way to do it. And uh, I think to just to be able to have that opportunity well, it was really cool. It, it seemed like Steph uh, took a, made it a point to be with you while, while everything was happening. How important was he in while, while everything was unfolding? I mean, it was very important. You know what I mean? Uh, he just made sure he was by my side, you know what I mean? Because he knew how uh, how significant our relationship was, you know what I mean? So uh, he just made sure he kept reaching out to me, uh, checking up to me, as well as everybody else on the team did as well. Like a lot of people know, you know what I mean? Our, our history and our background. So uh, a lot of guys were coming up to me and, uh, you know, just making sure I was good, you know, just checking on me for sure. So I appreciate that a lot. Dave, you said how long you've known DeMar, like you just referenced. A lot of people are getting to know him, a lot more about him for the first time. Is there a story or something you want people to know about DeMar from all the time you've spent with him? I mean, I can't think of a, just of a story. There's so many, there's so many. I mean, we, so many times in college and stuff like that, but, uh, just as just a person as who he is, man. He's a he's a giver, he's a a fighter, he's a warrior, um, he's an encourager. You know I mean, uh, just a whole just for one thing, like his his chasing millions foundation. Like, man, that's big. I remember like even going all the way back to college. You know what I mean? Where he wasn't allowed to you know what I mean be on the forefront of it because he's in college. You know where his dad had to 
take most of it, but like it's just that's just always what he wanted to do. You know what I mean? He always wanted to give back. He's always wanted to help. Uh, he's always like looking for the next opportunity to just be a light to someone who's willing, who wants to be in our position. So like just that's that's just him. You know what I mean? Like just thinking of it makes me smile because I know once he gets back to himself, like he's he's going to be looking forward to helping out so many others. Yeah, oh yeah, I know, I just know he'll be like super excited, you know what I mean? Because like coming from where we come from, you know, uh, that's where he, he does most of his events and stuff like that. So like just coming from where we come from, I know like it, there's a lot of people who aren't as privileged to, you know what I mean, just, just, just get the basic stuff. Like we just did his toy drive. Like a lot of those kids maybe may not have had toys, you know what I mean, if it wasn't for that drive. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Exactly, but you know, I just that's just stuff that he's he's like willing to do and he wants to do. So I can't wait to to see it happen. Speaking of the foundation, just what has it been like from your perspective to see the millions of dollars from people across the country donating to to support him through all of this? Yeah, I mean, it's just been great for me to see. You know what I mean? Because. Like I, like I referenced before, I just know like he's going to do so many amazing things with that. You know what I mean? I just know that like he, he probably has no idea about it now. But like once once he finds out, you know, what I mean, how much money that was raised and how many people support him, I, I know like those thoughts are just going to start going in his head of what he can do to help out others. You know, what I mean, it, it's never about him. You know, what I mean, I could tell you from my heart, just knowing him, that I know that he'll do a lot of great things with everyone that supported in this foundation, for sure. Yeah, Sean, you can't be in 60 living rooms of your teammates, but what do you think the conversations are, are like to have them like this with players and their family? Yeah, I don't know if it's totally fair to speculate uh, what other guys are going through. That's not fair. Um, what I can assume is, um, you know, just I know early on those first 24, 48 hours, I think guys spent time with each other. That was huge. Um, processing it out loud, especially guys who had gone through it together. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't know how to totally answer that question. I, I assume that everyone's kind of going through this uh, shock and awe at first, kind of having this huge emotional come down. Um, and then kind of analyzing it in their own way, thinking about it, and and hopefully, uh, you know, working through it. Mitch, you know, we all know that Coach McDermott is just the ultimate player's coach, and, you know, he's always finding a way to find some inspirational motivation to say to his team. What has been his message to help you guys cope with what has happened? Yeah, I think the, the coolest thing about this is that more than anything, his vulnerability has been huge for us. Um, you know, this, this sport at times can be such a macho, tough man thing. And I think when you look at this team room that we no one had any macho left to give. Uh, we were all just trying to uh, process this together. And, and I think he was just such a good figure to um, kind of see how he was coping with it, his vulnerability, his emotions at times, which he had already spoken about kind of gave us the opportunity to just let our guard down. And I think that's the biggest thing this whole time is being able to let your guard down so you can heal and without having any wall to uh, to hold you back. Mitch, you've obviously been just been emotionally uh, driven 
uh, up and down. You just took us through what the last few days have been like for you. So what is it like in the meeting rooms now as you guys are preparing? How are you staying focused? I know you guys are, you're, 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 you seem drained a bit because of having to do this. Yeah, I think, you know, Coach McDermott's been talked about a lot. Um, you know, the assistant coaches have also played such a paramount role. Uh, like I'd said before, each position group might be feeling this differently. Everyone's feeling it. There's no doubt about it. But some, it might have touched home a little bit more with some position groups than others. Um, I think when you when you start game planning for the Patriots, you open up with just like echoing what Sean's message was at times, which was, "Hey, if you need a moment, it's cool. This is this is uncharted territory for all of us." And um, we're here for each other. You know, this season has been kind of, it's been a roller coaster of a season, not only as a community, but as a team. Um, you know, nothing can quite, you know, live, no, I don't want to say live up, but reach what this has meant to us. Um, but, you know, let your guard down if you need it. Um, and guys will be there for each other. In the nature of the NFL, is that in any week of the season, every player's first priority is normally the game that's upcoming. This week, you guys have, that has not been your priority. And now you have to shift gears to prepare for a game. Could you talk about just kind of going through a week as an NFL player where that isn't your number one priority, just what that experience has been like, and how you balance everything you've been feeling as you, as you try to prepare for Sunday? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it has been a week like, in, like you know, no other. I don't plan on ever having a week like this, and I pray to God I never do. Um, we're just figuring it out on the fly. I mean, the, the fact that uh, there's a game coming up Sunday is is a blessing in a little bit, and at the same time has been daunting, um, trying to balance both being a football player and your emotions and just kind of being a human being living in this moment. Um, I'll tell you Monday. How uh, it goes, because uh, we're still kind of figuring it out. Dan, I have a question about Demar. Um, he had to step up in a big way football-wise this year. Um, can you tell me what was, how did he approach that? What was his attitude about it? What did he say to you about his expanded role? Uh, well, I could definitely say he approached it like a pro. Uh, you know, what I mean, every, every single day he came in with the mindset ready to work. You know, what I mean, he never hesitate on asking questions of older guys like Mike and Poe. Those guys were always in his corner, you know what I mean, lifting him up every single day. Like he make a play or something didn't seem right, and those guys are right there as soon as he come off the field, you know, giving him pointers or whatever it may need to be, I mean, whatever it needs to be. So uh, he definitely approached it like a pro, and uh, I can't wait to see him get back out there, if, if, that's the, if that's the case. Dan, you guys go back, you know what I mean, since, since Louis, right? And, you know, he had that message for you, and, you know, when you were going through what you was going through, I love you, D-Jack. Floor is yours now. What, what is your message to the Miners fans? Uh, my message is that um, I'm always be here. You know what I mean? Uh, no matter what, no matter the situation may be, if it's good, if it's bad, or if it's in the middle, I'm always be right here and doing everything I can to help. You know what I mean? Uh, I reached out to his family, doing whatever. I wanted to be there at the hospital with him if, if I can, but you know what I mean? That wasn't the case, but still, no matter what, I'm going to always be here. I'm going to be a brother to him. I'm going to be uh, a friend to him, uh, a friend to his parents, or just any anything that they need from me, I'm here for him for sure, 100%. Dane, we heard from the doctors earlier today, and they said that they wish that everybody 
Man, they're, they're very special, I can tell you that. I mean, they're super strong. I mean, just look at everything that they went through in the past few days and, you know what I mean, I, I don't think I've seen a tear out of either one of them, you know what I mean? So that just goes to show you how, how strong they are. And I know they're super supportive. I mean, I don't, I don't remember a game that they haven't been at since DeMar wasn't even playing, you know what I mean? Like when he wasn't playing, they were still at the game, still travel. And they're they're always there. Like he's always making sure he makes it a point to go see them. I mean, he probably see them right after the game. But it's just special because like when you're on the field at that moment, like you know what I mean. Like and you got your mom and your dad over there. I mean, just waiting for you to come over, and like it just gives you it just gives you a little more. You know what I mean? It's just it's just a special moment. So like they're they're bond and like everything that they do together, it doesn't go unnoticed. And as well as his little brother, you know what I mean. His little brother plays a big role in his life and. I know how much his little brother means to him, and I don't know how much he means to his little brother. So I can't wait till their relationship get, relationship gets rekindled as well. Can you guys talk about what it's going to be like for this place on Sunday? I mean, the fans, the emotion, and how do you guard against Mitch as a, the captain, the guy who's to diagnose and make calls, guard against allowing all that to kind of overwhelm you as you're trying to play football? Yeah, I think everyone will be looking forward to getting that first snap out of the way. Uh, I think just in a regular game, there's nothing more nerve-wracking than the national anthem. Just your, the adrenaline's high, your, the anticipation. Um, now that might be speculation, and it might just be me. Um, but I, I think, you know, of course, the fan outpour, no doubt, will be tremendous for Demar and for this team. And um, you know, I think once we start getting into the flow of it, it'll feel like football again. And I think people are really welcoming that. Um, Hopefully that, that experience and and if some some people don't feel that way, it's okay. You know, it's just one of those things that we're just gonna kind of ride the roller coaster per se and see and see how this plays out for a lot of guys and um, it'll be kind of an ever evolving situation. Hey Mitch, it seems like right from the jump you kind of jumped into the role of being a source of strength, whether it be for Trey on the field or even how you're just talking about the situation now. I guess two part one. Where does that come from for you? And two, have you given yourself time to process it yourself? Yeah, I think you're giving me more props than I probably deserve in this <laughs> instance. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a twofold thing. You can't hide the emotions on the field. Um, you know, part of me wishes that that moment between Trey and I was in the locker room. Um, you know, part of the, you know, I don't know if it's fair to either of us for that. But at the same time, it, it did show the world that, um, you know, what kind of situation this was. Um, so it's a double-edged sword uh, because the stakes were so high that you, you guys had no choice but to, uh, you know, find their true emotions just because that's a brother on the field for a lot of these guys and for all of us, you know. So um, I'm just trying to do my job as, 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 a, as a guy on this team. I, don't, I, I think there's a lot of guys who stood up in, in a way that even if they're not captains, played such a paramount – pinnacle role in a lot of guys coping with this and um, you know it's one of those things that you know even after this game it's not going to be you know a snap of the finger we're all good it's gonna be one of those things that we kind of grind through and um, if anything in this you know this season has just been a one after the other this kind of domino effect of, of things that bring a team together and this is just one of those another one of those moments that um, although the stakes at its highest uh, will just be one of those things. Buffalo 
wouldn't, wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I could tell you that. You know what I mean? Uh, just the way this team has come together, not even just supporting me for, forget me. You know what I mean? Just the support of everyone. You know what I mean? The support of the players, the coaches, the families. Uh, I mean, my family at home are getting text messages. You know what I mean? Uh, just, just wondering how he's doing and everything like that. So just the, the support of everyone, uh, just the way we've all come together, you know what I mean? The, nobody pointed fingers, nobody, you know what I mean? Um, you know what I mean? Got, they just, it was just a, a total amount of support from everyone, top to bottom. Oh yeah, I mean, it's been like that for since college, you know what I mean? Like every time we left each other or every time we would go on the field like before in, in pregame warm-ups, we're always like finding each other. It doesn't matter what moment it is, but we always make sure we tell each other we love each other like before the game. So like that's just been in his character and I'm sure that has a lot to do with his mom and dad, you know what I mean? The way he was raised. So I mean, it's, 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 as much as I can remember, it's been like that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.